Hey guys, how are ya? <sighs> I'm gonna talk about something else today. This is nothing queen, although queen may be part of it, <laughs> what I'm going to talk about, of course. But no queen deep dives today, no queen deep diversions. I am doing something else partially because I did a lot of queen recently and I'm not ready to talk about their next album yet. I have not done my due diligence. I haven't researched it like I should. And even though I know so much about that album already, you guys know, I like to have the facts, the numbers, the stats, the comments, etc. And that requires a lot of digging, which is quite fun, but I haven't done it yet. So I want to talk about something else today. And I mentioned kind of recently that I wanted to talk about road trips and how beneficial they are for our mental health. I can't tell you the number of times my hubby and I will just go on a little road trip. It's always good to hit the road, and I much prefer it to flying anywhere. Because when you fly, and I can't even remember the last time I got on a plane, honestly, when you fly, a lot is out of your control. You can pack really well, have your carry-ons ready, take out your liquids, etc. But inevitably, so much of what happens depends on other people. Your success traveling on a plane depends on everyone else cooperating, people being kind, being courteous, and that doesn't happen all the time, right? We we know from experience traveling in mass like a herd of cattle <laughs> is a very, it's a very risky way to travel. Now, yes, you can run into problems on a road trip. I have a great example of that. I'm going to talk about that again as we get through this. But my whole thing today is the awesomeness of a road trip and the magic it does for your mental health. I know a lot of people last year, this year even, we took a lot of road trips. We hit the road. We got outside, we hiked, we walked, we biked, we ran. We did a lot of stuff outside. And that meant we went for drives. One thing that I love to do around Christmas time is look at the lights on the houses. And it's always fun to explore a new neighborhood that is awesome and gorgeous. And last year we got really lucky and we went way outside of the Seattle metro area and we came across this fantastic Neighborhood of Lights, way down south. It was wonderful. And I think we actually asked, we got coffee at a little stand and we asked the gal where she thought the lights were awesome. And she told us about this place and where it was off the highway. And that's how we found it. But anyway, getting there required a little road trip. So I want to talk about road trips. And I think we know why they're so awesome. They're fun, they're cool, they're relaxing, but I don't think a lot of us really focus on the legit reasons why it's so good for your, for your brain, for your mental health. First of all, see new sites and explore. I mean, that is the number one thing. Every time we go somewhere, I'm always like, what are we going to see and what are we going to do? 
Because typically on a road trip, I don't just like to stay in the car. I like to get out and do stuff. I like to get out and take a walk, not just to stretch, but to see something, to stop at a, at a historical site or a nice restaurant, which doesn't really require a lot of exploring, but it's something new, right? To see some kind of ruins or something cool like that out in the wilderness somewhere. That's the kind of stuff I love on a road trip because it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, it's, it's inspiring, it's educational, but it's just cool. It's just fun to learn something new and see something new. It opens your perspective, you get a fresh take on something, right? There's a lot of really good value in seeing something, not just because it's beautiful, but because it can... Because it's good for your soul, it's good for your brain, it's, it's good to expand your horizons that way. That's why when I first moved out to the Seattle area in 2006, I made a little deal that every month I was going to drive out to the ocean just to see the sunset. And I actually did that for like the first five months. And then it's a long trip, you guys. It's several hours of driving which is great. Don't get me wrong. A lot of music to be heard in that amount of time. Queen. But yeah, that got lengthy and demanding pretty quickly. (laughs) Not to mention the gas that you spend when you do that every so often. But it was a great trip. And I always loved going out to to the beach. It was fun. It was cool to go to the mountains and then to the beach in the same day. And I still remember the first time I did that. I drove all the way out to towards Mount St. Helens. And then I booked it I don't know the highway, but it was the highway that goes straight west from St. Helens. I think it was St. Helens. And I, I made it all the way out to the beach just in time for sunset that day. And I was by myself. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't really know anybody that well at the time, so I went by myself. And it was, it was a great exploration. Another reason maybe it's good to hit the road, get out of the bad weather. Again, I couldn't tell you the number of times we did this just to escape cloud cover or rain or snow or whatever it was. If it was nasty where we were, inevitably, we could drive another direction and be in totally different weather, totally different climate. In fact, sometimes all it took was driving from Seattle out to the east side of the mountains because everything changes. It gets drier. Everything changes. The scenery, the trees, the weather. And here, now that we're in the Southwest, we're up higher in around 5,000 feet. So if it gets too cold here, if we want to go back into the heat, all we got to do is drive an hour and a half south and get back down into the valley and it's still 80 degrees, right? So we know, oh, if we're tired of this, We can't take this. Can't stand it. We know we can hit the road and get somewhere and take in the sunshine. I'm telling you guys, sunshine is so good for you. And not just because of the whole vitamin D thing. There's something about the mentality it creates when it's out. I've noticed a big difference in my overall mood since being in the Southwest. It just changes you. And when I first moved out before... I first moved out to the Pacific Northwest. I remember everybody in Denver telling me, you better soak up the sun now. And I I was young. I thought, I'll manage. You know, I, I wasn't thinking it was going to affect me that much, but it does. Maybe not at first, 
Because for me, it was the novelty of Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. I'd never been there. I'd never lived there. It, it was, everything was new. So for a while, I was riding that high of taking everything in and exploring everything in the city. But then, like anything, it becomes monotonous. It's just your life. And so those novelties wear off and you find yourself falling into a routine and life just is and it's not as fun anymore. But yeah, it does get to you. When you're in gray for so long, it gets to you. So it's just nice to have some sunshine back. If I'm being totally honest, it's so nice. Another reason road trips are great. Get out of your shell, your funk, your mood. Get out of it. It's fantastic to get in a car and roll the window down and get on the freeway. It literally clears your head out. And bonus, listening to that awesome music you love is a huge cherry on top. So many road trips I took by myself over the years with music blaring. And it's funny, the last few years, there are moments where I'll just turn everything off and I've got the windows down and the wind is just rushing through my car. I am transitioning away from constantly listening to super loud music in the car, but it's still definitely a thing. It's definitely a thing. I'm very conscious of that when I'm with other people because not everybody's like that. You know, some people want to have a good chat. They want to be able to think when the music is playing. So I'm always conscious of that when I'm in the car. Yes, there are songs that I, I almost have to blast them because I simply love them that much and they give me that musical dopamine rush and they're fantastic and they're great. But I promise you, it's not always gonna be like that if you're in the car with me. But yeah, get out of your funk, get out of your jadedness and emerge into the awesomeness that is the road trip. Learn something new. Ah, I talked about that when I talked about the exploring part of this. The stuff that you see the food that you eat, people you might meet, the places you go. It's all very enlightening and eye-opening. There's been a number of times where even taking the same general route, my hubby and I will stop somewhere and we go, I had no idea this was here. And sometimes it's a really, really cool place, like a little park or a trail that is fabulous. And you can just walk for like two miles or three miles and you can see the wildlife and the trees and the great outdoors. It's fantastic to learn something new whenever you hit the road. Reconnect with your person or persons, right? This, this might be a dangerous tactic depending on the current state of your relationship with a person or with people. But I think a road trip is one of the best ways to have an honest, genuine conversation with someone because it's just you. You know, there's nothing there to distract you. I mean, the scenery is great. What you're seeing is great. I know some people bring things with them to watch things in the car. Some people are, how many people are just staring at their phones the whole, the whole time and they're not taking anything in around them? I mean, yeah, when I'm riding in the car and I'm not driving, there are times I pull my phone out and look at something, but generally it's away and I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying the trip. I'm, I'm like that when I'm at a concert or something too. I, I don't have my phone out constantly. I like to enjoy the experience in the moment. If there's something phenomenal, I will take 
my phone out and take a picture or something. But usually I'm trying to focus on the experience in the moment and I'm not glued to a screen or doing something on my phone. I know there's a lot of people that to pass time on a road trip, that's what they'll do. If there's a destination, we're going to grandma's house. Oh, well, let me know when we get there, <laughs> right? And you, you either sleep or you read a book or you look at something on your phone or whatever. But it's great to reconnect with a person or persons when you go on a road trip because conversations happen, right? Especially if you give, a, give them a chance to happen. If the music's not always at 150 decibels or whatever, like, like I have it at sometimes, you have a moment to talk and reconnect. That's why when people who are just friends say, hey, let's do a road trip, it's kind of a big deal because... If it's, if it's a road trip that's going to take place over several days, it's really a big deal because then you're around each other 24-7 and you don't get a chance to take a break from each other and, and go to the other room. I mean, at least when you're in a house with someone, if you need to take a breather, if there's tension, you can have a moment to yourself. But when you're in the car, that's not really possible unless someone dumps you on the side of the road and leaves you for like five minutes and then they come back. But when you're in the car you're just there with each other. So things are going to happen. So whenever you say to someone, I want a road trip with you, that's an intimate thing to me. That's a really intimate thing. That's like, wow, we've reached that level. I remember the first time I did that with a couple of the ladies I've worked with. And I actually had a really awesome time with both of them. I, I went down to Portland from Seattle with two different ladies I worked with. And it was great to talk to them and we talked about the music we liked and we played it for each other and and you get to know them outside of the, you know, the office atmosphere. And especially if you aren't super close friends with them yet, it's a great way to I think gauge, okay, I like to work with this person so I'm going to ride with them in a car for hours. Bonus, I actually enjoyed it. Bonus. Wow, we have some stuff in common. This is cool. Let's hang out outside of work and everything just starts to develop. In fact, one of the ladies I road tripped with her daughter was also with us. <laughs> so that was fun to get to know these ladies better, become better friends, and trust that you can have this experience <laughs> and bond more, right? And just have a good time. It's, it's always interesting. It's this refreshing change of pace when you do that with people that you work with, that you consider more colleagues or acquaintances than anything. And then all of a sudden you realize they're actually really cool to hang out with. And I have since traveled with a few different colleagues, professional uh, people in my life. And, and it's been those instances where they were perhaps like my boss or my boss's boss. That's really educational because not just from a professional standpoint, but they talk to you about things in their personal life. It just, it, it always comes up because that's, that's the, that's the mode you're in when you're spending so much time with someone or you're sitting next to them on a plane or whatever. You know, yes, they teach you things on a professional level and I'm grateful for that too. But then the doors start to open and you start to learn things about people and sometimes you're like, whoa, you know, and you never knew that. And it can be very surprising. What was that quote from Mean Girls? Seeing a teacher outside of school is like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs. It's that kind of thing. I remember seeing a teacher of mine from middle school 
in the grocery store once, and it was the weirdest experience for some reason. It was so odd because they weren't in their they weren't in their professional getup. You know, they didn't have their jacket on. I think this guy actually wore a tie, and so to see him in the grocery store was like alien. <laughs> it's like it didn't make sense, but there he was, and I think he even acknowledged me in the same playful way that he did in class, which was kind of embarrassing in front of my mom, <laughs> but. It was just a weird thing. And it, it reminds you, oh, these are actually people and they have whole lives and they're not just your teacher. They're not just your superior. They're not just your boss, et cetera. They're not just your colleague. These are people with fully realized lives, families, kids, wants, desires, pet peeves, the whole kit and caboodle, right? These are fully realized human beings. I could go into a whole other sub episode about that. Fully realized human beings. What does that mean? Do we remember that? Enough. I know there's moments where it washes over us and we think, my gosh, especially with people that we're close to. I don't know why we neglect people that we're closest to and why we take them for granted, but that's what happens. We get into a rut. We get into a routine. That's just what happens. So when it hits us like a truck that, oh my gosh, I have this great person in my life, and at least for a brief moment, we remember that and we latch onto it and we have a great time with them and we love them like crazy and we, we let them know that. Why is it so hard to hang on to that? To remember that this is a fully realized human being who was alive and living fully before you met them, to a certain extent anyway. I mean, obviously you added a lot by coming into their world, but you know what I mean? These people have goals and accomplishments and things that they did and things they still wanna do. How often do we remember that? I think a road trip is a good way to reconnect in that way and to remind ourselves and each other what we are and what we're made of and, and what we mean and what we want to do. All of that. A road trip is a good way to expand your relationships, whether they're just starting to grow or they're super established and you're very close to someone and have been for years. Ah, yes. Work through unplanned hiccups on a road trip. I talked about this and my own experience of this in my earlier episode, Tarps and Tumbleweeds. I told you guys the story about how we suddenly drove into a white out blizzard when we didn't really know it was coming, how we would have been stuck if this angel of a guy wasn't helping people put the chains on their cars, how we almost got blown off the freeway, 65 mile per hour plus gust of wind in this huge front that was covering all of Northern California, how we almost hit a tumbleweed that I kid you not was the size of a Volkswagen, how we almost got the whole front of our car almost got swallowed up by a huge tarp that was floating like a magic carpet in, in the 65 mile an hour winds and probably had blown off a construction truck. You know, I, I told you guys that whole story and how when it happened, I was a wreck. I kept saying, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? We're, obviously, we're not supposed to be doing this. Everything was against us and I couldn't get that out of my head. My husband held it together pretty well, but I was falling apart. I was falling apart so badly, he had to pull over <laughs> to console me, and I wasn't even driving. That's how bad it was. But you guys, it was nighttime. It was a mess. We were a mess. We were exhausted. We made the mistake 
And see, this is the thing we could control. And we know this now. But we made the mistake of trying to drive from Seattle, the Seattle area, all the way down to central California, past, you know, we went down to Sacramento and then we turned inland east. And I don't remember where we ended up now. But this was like a 13-hour plus trip when it was all said and done. And it shouldn't have been that long. But the weather made it so. And we know that now that especially in the wintertime, this was January, we have to plan ahead. And you learn, right? You learn by that. But the whole point is, yeah, when you're on a road trip, something is going to happen that you don't foresee. Driving in your car is always more, you can control that more than flying in a plane. Yes. So there's a sense of security there. There's a sense of, there's a sense of control, which we all want to have, even though, you know, it's hard to get control and, and maintain that. But when you run into these issues, especially when it's like a domino effect and everything just keeps happening, it's important to remember how to deal with that and get yourself in that mindset of, okay, if a disaster strikes or something crazy happens, hopefully you can just laugh it off. And it's not something that you literally have to make a decision in a split second that may be the difference between a catastrophe and being perfectly fine. You know, hopefully you never really have to be in that situation. But if you do, you know, it, you have to keep your head about you and keep your cool. And this is where I failed. This is where I horribly failed. Massive fail. So, yes, dealing with the hiccups that happen on your road trips. I just thought of another one that we had that was weather-related. We were driving through Monument Valley. This was years ago. You guys, we've taken so many road trip vacations. It's insane. Neither one of us like to fly. So we, we like to drive everywhere. And we were driving through Monument Valley. Please do it once in your life. Take that highway, drive through Monument Valley, preferably from north to south, so you can get that fantastic entrance where the highway slopes down into the valley. You guys know what I'm talking about. I think I put a picture of that on my Pinterest because it's stunning. Anyway. Monument Valley. We drove through it. It was a relatively gorgeous day. There were some clouds around and all of a sudden, just south of the beautiful, the most beautiful part of the valley, we went into this massive, massive rainstorm. And it wasn't very big, but it was horrible. It was so bad. And we're on a two-lane highway. We couldn't see anything. And we had to make the decision, do we keep driving slowly with our lights on or do we pull over knowing there's virtually no shoulder on the road and we risk getting wiped out by another vehicle? Ultimately, we decided to keep driving slowly as best we could. But we probably went through multiple <laughs> small flood plains because it was raining so hard. I mean, this was a monsoon ripping through Monument Valley. And I remember coming out of it and we looked at each other and just went, whoa, <laughs> it was scary. It was fun. In hindsight, it was fun, but it, it wasn't an adventure we really wanted to have. But at least we, you know, hopefully we made the right decision for ourselves and everyone else. But it's, it's hard to do that when you're thrown into a situation and all of a sudden, what do you do? You know? But anyway, Yes, you will encounter roadblocks, sometimes literally, while you're on the road. So it's just important to be thoughtful. And if you have to, to pull over and you can do it safely, you should do that. 
to reassess and calm yourself and consider your options, especially if you're getting into a situation where if you keep going, it might get worse. You know, that's when you have to ask yourself, do we need to stop and wait? Do we need to go and turn around? I had to, on another road trip with my best friend, down Highway 101 and then on Highway 1 on the coast, one of my best friends and I, we had to completely divert our plans because of Dunefest. All the hotels were booked because of Dunefest and we didn't know about this. And we literally, dead of night, I had to drive on this two-lane highway like an hour and a half inland. This was in, I think, Northern California just to get to a hotel. And it was probably after midnight. It was scary because nobody else was out on the road and there were all these eyeballs of deer staring at us from off the highway. Anyway, I'm going into way too many instances of crazy things that happen on road trips. I don't want to freak you guys out. The point is stuff is going to happen. And yes, you can handle it. You just have to figure out which road you should take. Literally. All right, guys. That's it, I think. That is my... Why road trips are good. Yes, even despite the stress and the instances, the incidents you may encounter, they are still very good for your brain, for your heart, for your soul. Take a road trip. And it doesn't have to be long. I'm talking about road trips that, yeah, they were over days and sometimes a week of time. But if you can just get out for a couple of hours and take a breather, go over a mountain pass, go out to a trail, go to a different neighborhood, go, go take a road trip and visit someone you haven't seen in a while. Not just to road trip it, but, but to see someone and reconnect in that way, right? Just take a road trip. Hit the road, hit the pavement, go for a drive and do it safely, please. Follow the speed limits and drive responsibly. Be a defensive driver. My mom always told me that. She's like, don't be aggressive. There's too many people who are aggressive drivers. Be a defensive driver. Be on your guard, pay attention, anticipate what someone might be doing. And you guys, how many, raise your virtual hand. You're watching someone in the lane next to you or right in front of you, and you just know they're going to do something that's going to be bad. I'm going to, here's a great story for you guys. This just happened. My hubby and I were coming back up from Phoenix the other day, and we were taking the back way the back road, the back highways, which is gorgeous. It's, it's beautiful. It's quiet. There's no traffic. Anyway, we weren't that far from home. We're still on the highway. And there's a guy, I would say maybe 200, 300 feet ahead of us. And there's a guy right in front of him. He's tailgating. And he decides he's going to pass the guy in front of him. And we see this from a great distance. So we can see this coming. There is someone coming the opposite direction toward us on this two-lane highway, and there's no way the guy trying to pass missed that other guy coming toward us. The other guy had his headlights on, and we can see it. We're like, oh my gosh, you guys ever seen that where you just, you can see an accident just ready to happen. That's what this was like. We're like, okay, this, this guy trying to pass must see the other guy coming straight at him. He has to, right? He doesn't move over. He does not move over. And, and we're sitting there watching this and the cars kind of start to slow down. It's like slow motion. We're like, this is going to happen. Even if they're going slow, it, it, they're going to hit each other. Well, at the last minute, finally, the guy trying to pass veers back over suddenly and the poor guy coming the right direction on the right side of the road nearly had to stop cold and pull way over onto the shoulder. It, I just, the whole rest of the way home, we were like, 
how is that possible? <laughs> Was there drink or drugs involved? I, I don't know. Pure pride? I, I don't know. But but that was, I swear, we almost saw an accident happen. So just be careful. Be aware. You know, if, if you need to grab something in your car, have someone else do it. Keep your eyes on the road. Be cautious. Be aware. Use your peripheral vision, you know, that the vision where your eyeballs see on the sides without even having to move your eyes. That's your peripheral vision. Just always be alert in your car while you're road tripping. And here's hoping that you don't have to see any of that crazy stuff. Crazy stuff happening, you guys. All right. I think I'm done with this madness. Keep yourselves alive. Next time, I'm hoping I'm ready to do my kickoff for Queen's seventh album. Yes. I'm excited. I'm always excited (laughs) to talk about Queen. All right, guys. Until next time, drive safe.